It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's Superhero Slate, oh yeah. Hello everyone and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV movies and superheroes and video games, video game. so let's talk it all out. It's a me, Chris Dillard. <laughs> it's a me, Mike Royer. And welcome to the official superhero slate review of Super Mario Brothers. Finally, super in the name of a movie, Mike. We haven't had one of these in a while. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And just if you're all very, very impressed, we did that intro off the cuff. Yeah. I had no idea we were going to be uh, subbing it up for this movie. But uh, yes. Chris has had a wild uh, Jesus couple of Christ. days. Yeah. Uh, not, we, I, we, I say Jesus Christ not because it's Easter, but because I've had a, <laughs> a wild couple of days. But it is relevant to today. Oh yeah, he did off mic make a like a like an egg an egg pun too. Yes. So it's just you can you can you can take the boy out of the <laughs> church. I guess sometimes it's hard to take yeah. the church out of the boy. Oh, that sounds even, you, you even need worse. A, okay, let's stop. This, Super Mario this Brothers came is out. off the rails. This is off the rails already. Yeah, of course. It has to do with this movie for sure, but yeah, it's a yep. wild, it's a wild day. Chris has a lot on his plate, so we are like, we are going to be efficient. We're yeah. going to review the heck out of this movie the most efficiently that we've yep. ever done. But before we get down into the weeds and yes. the nitty gritty, this is a spoiler cast. We will put up a big alarm and warning when we start to talk about spoilers. We will not do movie, that. But it, we will. Like, there will just be time codes. Don't lie to them. There are team. <laughs> it's there like are time how codes. much. I mean, how much can you spoil this that's, movie, too? <laughs> that's literally what I like. I, I was like, there's no spoiler section here. There's a references section because, <laughs> boy, if you love Easter eggs, pun intended, this movie is the Easter egg ES movie I've ever seen in my entire life. So, yes, that um, is very true. <laughs> the, this is the, the day of, of Easter with your Easter eggs. Mario is the one you want to be seeing. So, um, but, you know, I, I think let's just go ahead and get into this because. Uh, boy, howdy, did I have a, f- f- a, a wild adventure to watch this movie uh, yes. through and through. Let the audience know, Chris. Yeah, so uh, I had tickets to go on Wednesday. I was like, great, Wednesday movies, this is fantastic. The Wednesday prior, i just seen Dungeons & Dragons. I'm like, I'm, I'm on a roll here. I'm the first one in the theaters. Uh, we, we get up, we get over there. Uh, literally, we get through the previews. We get less than 20 minutes into this movie, Mike. I even went back and double-checked it. Everyone's phone in this whole theater starts going off with the warning system of a tornado touchdown. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. that's fascinating just right there. I've never yeah. been in a room full of people where all of the phones do the emergency tone. Yes. Like I've been like in like maybe sparse offices before and it's like kind of, but like a whole room of people. That must a be a whole theater. And and they're never all at the same time, right? They're all mm-hmm. off by like like my like uh, my, my wife went off first. The guy to the right of me, his went off. Then mine went off, and then the next thing you know, we're in the lobby of the theater because they're like, there, there's actually a tornado touchdown in Louisville. We, 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 you can't do this. Like we can't be sitting in here. And so, um, at that point, we live less than a mile from the movie theater. Uh, we we made the uh, decision to rather than hang out with hundreds of people from all the other movies going on, uh, we just got in the car and drove back home. Um, like I said, less than a mile away to, to, to get in our basement where, where we felt uh-huh. safe. So everything was fine over here and for the movie theater and stuff at the end of the day. But uh, we did not stick around to, like, hundreds of people were trying to get their, their money back, right? Like, in the middle of this thing or, like, vouchers. And I'm like, I'm not even, I'm not mm-hmm. even messing with it. They have my money. 
I'll come back and see it again, or I will find another way to watch it, which I had to do. Uh, we did not go. We did not go back, and the reason we didn't go back is because I don't have water in my house. Uh, and uh, you know, when you have to get water repairs, pipe repairs in a house is very expensive. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, There's un- gonna be a unrelated. Cheaper. Unrelated to tornado, yeah, though, just absolutely. happens to be the same weekend. Uh, always a holiday weekend for sure. So um, yeah, so we we ended up finally getting to to finish it last night. But at the end of the day, Mike, this movie is only 92 minutes long. Like if you want an in and out movie, like this is like, I felt the trailers were longer than the movie, like the, the the whole movie by the time this was all said and done because it yeah. just goes by, um, very very quickly for for ninety two yeah. minutes. But you you just mentioned you had a horrible experience before yes, the show, and now a, I I a, have no idea what's going on here. This is a great segue. Ninety minutes. It is the maximum attention span for children. If you yeah. get where I'm going here, uh, so our theater obviously packed, and we're going to talk about the box office here in a second. No surprise that all of, everybody uh, that's ever been alive ever on planet Earth is going to see a Mario movie. Probably yep. the biggest cross-generational uh, financial success that we've seen at the movie uh, box office in a while. But that means my entire theater on a Wednesday night mm-hmm. that is packed, which I was surprised because I was like, this is a Wednesday night. If, you, if you're a super super mario fan right you're you're gonna know that it's gonna be on a wednesday you're gonna go to the theater early you're gonna be in there and it's only gonna be the fans who are respecting the content on the screen not the case uh we had a a a rowdy sort in front of us to the side of us it was just it was insane uh i know this is gonna be a big theme when we start reviewing the movie and uh talking about spoilers uh, but uh, the, the kids' enthusiasm for this film might be too off the charts. It's gone off the scale to the point where, like, I could not enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. There was, like, at least five or six, I don't know, like, mid-teenagers in front of us, like, hooping, hollering, screeching to the point. Now I'm starting to understand uh, people that have been complaining about, like, concert etiquette recently. I don't go to a lot of concerts, but people have been discussing this uh, very earnestly online of paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to, like, I don't know, like a Taylor Swift concert, and then there's a crazy rabid fan next to you who's literally shrieking for two hours, and you can't enjoy, you know, the concert because of this person. A very similar experience where... Like you said, Chris, yeah. every single Easter egg, there had to be some sort of uh, yell or yelp uh-huh. at the screen. There had to be arms flailing in the air. I was like, what is happening? So, uh, Who gave everybody everybody ecstasy and caffeine to see this movie? It was extremely, it's so, extremely distracting, Chris. Just, despite the fact my theater had, you know... Um, potentially life-threatening weather um in mind the kids were actually the best part of the movie even with everything going on i was like oh these kids are actually well behaved yeah so in mind, will, that's very interesting that you have the opposite agree. effect there is like there is a perfect goldilocks level of enthusiasm yeah. for any movie going experience that can really elevate the whole thing and i was so jealous because i've read a lot of people online who said Oh my God! Yeah, it was great. Everyone was cheering. It was great. There was little kids next to me that would go, "Yay, Mario! Yay, Luigi!" It's just like that's what I wanted. Yeah. I didn't want the fourteen-year-olds who were wearing all of their like you know memorabilia that that they picked up from Super Mario World at Universal Studios, like shrieking at the screen, which is unfortunately you, what you, I got. <laughs> you live you live too close to Super Mario World. That that's the problem. You're 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 in Ground Zero territory there. Uh, we we, yeah. we don't have that out here, but uh, I think I think that that's gonna that's gonna give me a segue into this box office yes. real fast, Mike, because we talked about it. because there there's a a phenomenon going on right now um, across the the nation, majority of the nation, not all of it. It's called Spring Break, 
And what <laughs> happens with spring break is, guess what? All these kids are no longer in school. So the normal time frames of watching a movie are out the window. Uh, yeah. Even from Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Uh, literally, uh, I've never seen so many posts on social media about parents uh, our age taking their kids to watch this movie, right? And, you know, are mm-hmm. going to see this movie. Um, and, and, you know, they, kids can range literally from, like, you know, 3 to, to, to 15. Uh, so it, it was just crazy to see. But, you know, on this, when I started thinking about, like, my wife is a teacher. She's on spring break. Guess what? Everyone else is on spring break as well mm-hmm. in the county. So I was like, well, that explains the um, large number of people at a 4.30 p.m. showing uh, with, with the, you know, they're off work because of their kids are out of school, right? They're, they're taking some time off. So that really kind of... I think paints a picture like ever, like you mentioned everyone and probably their mothers uh, went to see this movie this weekend um, is what it sounds like here because this has the second best five day opening ever. Uh, I don't know what the first one is. I couldn't find out what the first one is, but it literally beat um, trans one of the transformers movies that like was sitting on this five day weekend, which is, you know, those were, those were just money makers at the end of the mm-hmm. day. Uh, it's currently looking to make $377.2 million globally, making it the best animated movie, opening movie, even ahead of Frozen 2, Mike, which was previously the record holder yeah. for animated and films. On, and on top of that, think of all of the untapped revenue that you don't get to see in a box office report, you know, like no. merchandising, licensing deals, stuff like no. that. This type of movie, and kids' movies especially, are juggernauts the vi- when it comes to that. You know how many copies of Mario Kart or, like, Super Mario Odyssey and Nintendo Switches are being sold? That weren't already sold, right? Like, this is already the number exactly. one console in the world. Uh, yeah. So Nintendo, I- they own the number one console and the number one movie all at the same yeah. time. And I think that these are all good data points to point to. This is this is not the last we'll be seeing of this. Yeah. Uh, like I saw some people that are probably being a little too zealous where they're revealing their imaginary slate in their head where they build up to a Super Smash oh, Brothers yeah. movie. And like, yeah, it could be possible, right? But I think let's start slow. You know, Nintendo's it, always been very close to their chest with their IP. So it, this will be yeah. very reassuring to them to make at least one more but it, yeah we this is going to be this is going to be a trend moving forward for what, hollywood and, and what is great um and we'll talk about this in the reviews is maybe i don't feel like it's it's not setting up this world that people are building in their head right for super smash brothers like there was no like oh we're we're gonna like what was it nine man one when roadie was like later and you're like oh he's gonna be war machine later there was none of that in this movie mm-hmm. they were they were they kept to to what a mario game is um, I will say this is the biggest video game opening ever. Uh, Warcraft was the previous holder, but it was like half the money that this made. Um, so, you know, that's another one. It's also the big, the biggest, best opening for the studio Illumination who made the thing, uh, who's known for mostly their Minions oh, franchise, yeah. Secret Life of Pets. Um, I would love so. to know the behind the baseball of of the, the meetings, the deals, the... Um you know, the the money, the options when it came to Nintendo finding the studio to make this movie, mm-hmm. right? Illumination. I don't want to say necessarily they got lucky. They proved that they could make, you know, financial successes at their studio. So they, they earned it. But, man, this would have just been like a golden goose for, for <laughs> any studio to be a part of. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you know, you're you're going to see, I think, uh, when we talk about this, the 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 transfer of what illumination does with minions over to this this movie as well we'll, we'll mm-hmm. talk about that when we get into the review but like in terms of money uh the, i think this also ha- holds now the biggest friday 
for a non-opening movie. So, like, it didn't open on Friday, it opened on Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Um, beating out Avengers Endgame and Star Wars. Like, this, this movie is literally breaking records left and right and uh, monetary records left and right and just just permeating like you mentioned multiple generations at a time so i'm sure i'm sure it's gonna have legs too yeah absolutely Uh, it's not it's not gonna see those devastating drops that like shazam 2 saw a couple weeks ago I was trying to think of what was in theaters next week because, you know, what this movie did, um, sadly, was cut the legs off of Dungeons & Dragons. But that's because you, you're battling for premium real estate space in the screens, right? Like, you only have so mm-hmm. many screens in a theater. How many can you give to Mario the week after Dungeons & Dragons opens? So uh, I'm sure that Mario um, money was a lot bigger. So they, they, they cut the legs off of Dungeons & Dragons to put this up there. Uh, I believe what the other movie that came out was Air this weekend uh, the apple yeah. TV thing that um you know some people saw and it's getting positive reviews but i don't think it's going to take the place of mario next weekend when this movie continues to uh just keep going yeah. the next the next two fridays it, it it's mainly like adult oriented content you got you know the nicholas cage renfield coming oh, up yep. uh and then there's a an evil dead rise coming both, out the both are rated movies i believe yeah, so, and then I'm looking at the week after that. Yeah, nothing, I would say nothing tentpole in in the rest of April until Guardians. Yeah, okay. So, that, that seems about right. So, honestly, I think, you know, we will keep you guys posted on a regular episode. But, like, the, this movie is going to literally just be dollar signs upon dollar signs. Mm-hmm. Just like any Mario video game and, and Nintendo console ever released. Dollar signs mm-hmm. upon dollar signs. So, um, we will we will stop talking about the box office. Let's get into the review. The real review will start now. I'm gonna put it under references. So I think, you know, there this I don't think there are spoilers in this movie at all. Uh, you know, just to go ahead and get that out there, Mike, and you know, correct me if you're wrong. Um, but like you know, I think if you've not seen it, you you might want to watch it, come back maybe instead of doing a spoiler section. So. You want to get into it? That way we can be yeah, efficient let's, let's as, get, as possible. <laughs> yeah, let's just get put in that spoiler warning. Uh, yeah. Spin the red lights. Get get ready, everybody. Um, uh, all of that. All of what we just said, right? All of this hype over the box office, right? This cross generational hit. Everyone packing theaters to see it. Everybody tweeting and talking about this movie. In my opinion, unfortunately, this movie is devastatingly average. There is, uh, I don't think there's anything that blew me away from this movie except for just the nostalgia hits occasionally. Um, This movie does have a cheat code, video game pun intended, and that is the music. Whenever they're not doing, uh, I think, the obnoxious like pop culture needle drops of like music that we're familiar with in our world, not the Mushroom Kingdom world. Uh, but yeah, all of the music is just like, just like when I drank this full sugar Mountain Dew a couple minutes ago, like the, the sucralose is getting into my brain and, and touching and making it fuzzy. Just like when I hear that music and like the remixed versions of it, it's just like, it brings me so much joy to hear that. I've never heard Mario music in surround sound and all of that clarity before. So that was truly a unique experience that I almost think that is enough worth the price mm-hmm. of admission. And like you said, Chris, this movie's only 90 minutes. So even if it's, even if it's just right down the middle, you know, not a whole lot going on story or plot wise, at least you're in and out and like, you know, just a couple bingeable episodes of whatever you might be on your couch streaming uh, to begin with. Uh, but yeah, for me, unfortunately, 
I'll just sum it up really quickly. It was just it was just very average. There's things I liked. There's things I didn't like. But I just I, there's not a lot of energy behind this for me, except for just kind of talking about it just holistically as like a film and it maybe like changing the way like Hollywood like pivots its content. That's fun to talk about for me. But I don't. I, this movie kind of left me a little meh. Uh, I don't mean to take all of the all of the wind out of the well, sails. I'm gonna go the other way. I, I had a great goddamn time. I I was able to, um, despite having to watch this in two parts. By the way, just gonna put that out there. Um, <laughs> once the first part, you know, your 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 life's in in danger, and you're trying to watch Mario, and the other ones, you're like, well, I'm at home watching a, a, a cam version. I think it was just fun to to really unplug and not have anything invested in this because it reminded me the movie. I, I agree. There, there are um, to to steal from myself. There are a lot of Nintendos and a lot of Nintendon'ts in this movie, right? Like, <laughs> like I will say, the song is "Holding Out for a Hero," which we just heard in Shazam two weeks ago. Uh, in this thing, you know, right? No sleep to like you know the the music, the the very on the nose pop songs that, or I wouldn't say pop songs, but like songs that you hear in multiple movies across mm-hmm. tons of tons of films that are very overplayed. Absolutely. Um, the, the, the plot is as thin, as thin as you can get a plot without it breaking, uh, at, at the end of the day. But to me, when I think about it as, as when you watch, you know, play a Mario video game, none of those have plots either, right? You're starting on world one and you're like, okay, the point is to defeat Bowser at the end. There's no cutscenes. This isn't a final fantasy movie. This isn't, you know, again, to, to relevant, this isn't the last of us. Um, that is a story driven. Mario is about, high energy jumping on things flipping around lots of colors really weird enemies um and just having you know a a fun time and i think that really embodies it but at the same time as you mentioned it's not it's not a perfect film it's not something you're gonna go like this is gonna go down in the 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 annals of history is like oh my god the best video game movie ever it's the most money a video game movie ever made ever but that's because everyone has played Mario since like what 1984 or something like that. Like you know, mm-hmm. it, we going back to even Do- the original Donkey Kong, right? There's references in here with the barrels and the the stuff like that. So I I, I just love you know it is I I would say what do you, what would you say? It's the most the least common denominator of a movie, right? Everyone can get into this and understand it, but it is not um it's not top tier. This is not again. For, for something that's highly reviewed, The Last of Us, which is an entirely different thing, but this knows its audience. This is a, all all yeah. in all, all in out, like you mentioned, a kid's movie at the end of the day, right? And you can yeah. feel that because the Illumination brand is coming through. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's hard for me to, like, stand on any sort of soapbox, right? Because I, I know what I'm going up against here, yeah. right? This is a, an absolutely a juggernaut when it comes to success, right? You know? Uh, I, I'm not. I don't even like. I want to bring up the Rotten Tomato scores, but I don't want to bring it up just because it's just it's such a nightmare to talk about that review system to begin with, right? Yeah. So I'm not even. I'm not even going to do it. Uh, but the thing that just drives me crazy is just like it's such a it's such a su- success on so many metrics, right? You know, I don't want to make anybody yeah. like feel bad if they liked it or even if they worked on the movie. But o- overall, you can really feel the Illumination Studio mm-hmm. DNA yeah. in this movie. I was kind of hoping they might be able to break out of their storytelling shell a little bit and maybe show a new side of the studio because there actually literally is a new side of the studio that they invented. I forgot what they coined it. Maybe it's called like moonlight or starstruck something space oriented where it's a sliver of the studio that's being outfitted just to do kind of experimental kind of animation i think it's going to be the arm that tries to compete with like the spider verses here in the future so maybe i was hoping for 
a little bit of that. But it's just, it, like you said, it's very lowest common denominator, right? You know, they're going for like the bottom barrel of the jokes, pun intended, when yeah. it comes to Donkey Kong. Like the perfect example is like Donkey Kong saying like, oh, I like your cat costume. Be yeah. not. It's like those yeah. type of jokes are all over this movie. And like, it's yes, a kid audience is absolutely going to love it. But I was just hoping like, can you inject a little bit maybe of like the Pixar DNA, right? That maybe mm. lets the, uh, uh, like the parents in the audience maybe like elevate it, it just slightly. But like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. This is like a kid's movie, but at the same time, huge cross-generational like uh, spans, yeah. right? I mean, talk about all the generations that have touched Mario's over the year. I just wish maybe they wouldn't have focused so much on so, the, the yeah. younger end of it since so many people were going to this movie. Well, I think when you look at the studio, like what, uh, what, what, what studio is going to get us the most audiences available, right? Because you're not just dropping young kids off at a theater. You're getting their parents too, right? So mm-hmm. you're selling three movie tickets when normally you'd sell two for, for an adult film. So they, I think Nintendo, when they partner with them, they knew what they were doing. But you can feel, I feel, maybe it's not Illumination who did this. They they know how to take what they, they were given. It feels like literally a Nintendo, the Nintendo higher-ups were like, this is what we want it to do and include, so so go get it done. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like I said, no Mario game has a plot, right? You just start off. You're just open in a level and boom, you're there yes, kind of thing. Yes, plot. Um, you know, I, I, will, I will be nice. I will say yeah. something nice, Chris. Um, I really, and this is probably going to be like, this is going to make me seem like the oldest person in the audience. I really love the opening of this movie when it was just about brothers and the problems with their parents and they're in Brooklyn and they're just trying to get a business started. I was like, this is awesome. I love this. I didn't realize they were going to lean so heavily into the realism of the real world. And I loved all the little kind of like references they put in the background to like NES oh, yeah. and Nintendo history. I yes. I, so I loved everything that happened yeah. in Brooklyn. So I guess I'm I'm just like the the funny yeah. duddy that was like they go to the Mushroom Kingdom. Like oh man, can we go back to Brooklyn? <laughs> I, I, there are there are some great things like, again, like you know the the Punch Out restaurant they're in early on, right? Mm-hmm. The uh, the the uh, he's playing Kid Icarus on his nin- regular Nintendo in his bedroom. Oh my uh, god! Watching Mario play Nintendo was actually really cool. Yeah, him holding the controller, I was like, "Oh, this is great." The um, I don't know if you caught you caught this, but whenever they're trying to get to that um house uh early on, right, to fix the plumbing with the dog, that mm-hmm. is um all the blocks and stuff on that like thing when it's going sideways is World One One from Super Mario Brothers, identically right there. Like you you see it like when they're in the construction zone. Um, oh, okay. I didn't catch that. I mean, I knew that they were they were doing like a two D, like oh, it looks like a video game, but I didn't realize it was a, a literal one for one. Yeah, because you, you can see like the yellow, like the yellow cones and blocks, like really, mm-hmm. like kind of line up with it. Uh, so you know, it's fun. It, this this movie is full full on Easter egg mode. Like if if you're if you're looking for Easter eggs or something, you know, to to talk about, like this this is that movie through and through. But that's unfortunately as deep as it gets um yeah we i mean we don't even have the time either to talk about all the easter eggs like yeah. we we would be going well over I, an hour just I to talk up, about all the easter eggs i i, I pull up super mario brothers references right uh, the first circle is mm-hmm. 85 easter eggs and references i'm like god damn like it, yeah i feel like that's on the short end of the stick really at the end of the day um but i want to i want to touch on something here that was very I guess um, people were very mad, right, when they announced Chris Pratt as the voice of Mario. Mm -hmm. Not once did I actually hear Chris Pratt in this, and I think it it owes it to two things. One, 
uh, Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong was just Seth Rogen the whole way through. Yes. Uh, and, and like when you when you have that compared to it's not Chris Pratt doing Chris Pratt. It's Chris Pratt doing like a like a, a Brooklyn accent, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think they maybe even pulled back some of his dialogue, or maybe they never had a lot of dialogue for him. Right. It's supposed to be him reacting to the world he's in. Um, was you, it didn't take me out of this movie at all that Chris Pratt was Mario more because I think Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong was just right there in our face the whole time being that yeah. loud and just doing his Seth Rogen laugh I think even at one point yeah uh, I voice, was like the, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah the voice talent was all over the place right you you either you had probably some of the best voice acting I've seen in a while from Jack Black just mm-hmm. amazing the fact that they gave him a song too leading into his musical abilities was just that oh is perfect like I, amazing and th- <laughs> well I love the song but I think that's where I heard Jack Black the most come out when he was singing oh. right like but like it's fun it was still a fun song at the yeah. end of the day and also but I mean I love Fred Armisen. I love everything yeah. that he does, but he played the worst Cranky Kong. That is like yeah. the last kind of interpretation I would have expected. It sounded like a uh, like a nasally Larry David, yeah. and I hated it. Every time Cranky Kong was talking, I'm like, somebody put this dude in a barrel and <laughs> fire him into the lava because I cannot yeah. stand it. So yeah. it, there was... There was big levels of what I yeah. liked and didn't like when it came to voice acting. Yeah, so I, I got to say, everyone being upset at Chris Pratt doing that thing, I, I think absolutely wrong when you compare to what else was right beside him um, for, for the back half of this movie. Um, yeah, Princess Peach, I, again, um, I can't think of that actress's name. I feel bad. She's in Split. Uh, Anna Taylor-Joy. Yeah, yes, yes. Uh, she, she did a great job. Um, you know, uh, was it... Uh, uh, Keegan Michael Key as as mm-hmm. uh, Adventure Toad, great job. It could have been a little modulation with him. It could have been anybody, unfortunately. Yeah. I wish they would have let it be Keegan more because yeah. uh, to me it doesn't sound like him at all. You're right. They, they modulated his right. They they added that high mm-hmm. pitch yes. squeak to it. Um, I would say the, the other parts of this, the action scenes were really fun. There's a really big one at the end where there's like a like a two player action scene uh, with. Um, you know, Mario and Donkey together, uh, both in the Mushroom Kingdom. I thought that was, again, hundreds of Mario gameplay references, including a Tanuki suit at the end of the day. Uh, but mm-hmm. absolutely fun. Like, that that eclectic action to keep that together was, was fantastic um, at, at the end of the day. But I, I, honestly, I, like, I, had a, I had a good time. I, I as, as, Again, we all play Mario games. Everyone plays Mario it, To me, it was like, yeah, it's a Mario game through and through. Like, I'm surprised they haven't announced a, a video game tie-in to this movie. Um, but, uh, you know, at, at the end of the time, I'm just like, you know, it is it is it is what it is. I don't expect more of this at the end of the day, right? Like, I'm not expecting a Mario 2. But, um, you know, because, you know, we talked about this last week. Detective Pikachu, that was a good video game with a good story, wasn't it? Like, like when they mm-hmm. did that. Um, and, you know, it's taken them, what, six years to, to even announce a sequel to that? So do you think they're going to start... Um, cranking out more of these or do you think they're going to take a nintendo break like they always do i mean um, i i would i would say the um the uh the questionable the question block in the room oh my god it's so easy to do easter is, talking about this right movie. there <laughs> the question block in the room is, is probably just uh nintendo and just uh, japanese business practices in general yeah not trying to make them sound like a mysterious like foreign land right but like they do things in with their media and entertainment 
just very, very differently. I mean, just look at the release of like manga and anime stuff mm-hmm. as well and their own like, you know, film slates. So I think that could make things go differently compared to how we normally see things. If I had to guess, if this was just a normal, just Hollywood pushes full steam forward, right? Yeah. We're two or three years away from them announcing like a huge slate of movies. Yeah. Probably prematurely too, right? You know, maybe Illumination would have their own like Comic-Con panel, right? And they would bring like Miyamoto out on stage people would like just lose their goddamn minds and there would be tons of logos on the screen right i could see like maybe japan you know nintendo just pulling it back just a little bit yeah you know probably to be a little bit safer which is probably the way to do it well uh but yeah yeah, we gotta get more there's there's no there's no way they just make one or two more of these and call it a day (laughs) yeah the the end credits scene for those who do want to back out it's the postcards is very innocuous right it's literally just a yoshi egg cracking mm-hmm. and then they say yoshi and i'm like yoshi is essentially the the true sequel of this right like you look at mario 1 2 and 3 and then you get to super mario world where they introduced yoshi proper i mean that was fun um you just introduced new gameplay element i'd love to see what they they do with the yoshi there's even some yoshis early on right down by a river they're, they're running like a they look like dino like you know again velociraptors running down by a river mm-hmm. um but like i think the thing about Japan that I like is they don't franchise things, right? Like, there's no mega Japanese, like, franchise that you have to watch all the movies in um, that they're doing. And I'm like, I'm like, that's a, I like that idea. Like, let's do standalone good things before we get down the road, even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that- so, like, I, I would say, like, the, the base here is, is hopefully solid enough to build on top of. You know, maybe they'll take a little bit more chances with the story and a future sequel. I could appreciate. I could appreciate that. Um, uh, I mean, I started off talking about the music, and I'll I'll probably end here talking about the music. I pulled up the soundtrack uh, here, and I, I can't wait to listen to it because, of course, there's a yes. soundtrack release. And uh, the way I'm looking at it, I'm not seeing any of those like. Um, popular like you know classic needle drop songs in here so i believe it is just like the um the the not the soundtrack but the the, yeah, the mix score yeah, yeah yeah which is great uh i saw a tweet which was really unfortunate cuz i think i was complaining about this to you before we got on mic of when they arrive at in the jungle at, in the Donkey Kong Kingdom, yeah. they hop in that they hop in that cart, which yeah. I would say is a clever idea, right? Because I was yeah. wondering how are they going to mo- get these carts yeah. in the movie? Like it doesn't make any sense. Like oh, make it like almost like a cultural thing for the for yeah. the apes. Like they move around and on carts. Like, is, it doesn't make any like, there, it doesn't make any sense, but it's funny. <laughs> the, well, there is Diddy Kong Racing. They have his own franchise as well. Yeah, I guess that I guess that's true, but I don't know exactly yeah. how you attribute like little. None of these are none of these are uh, stories. They have no stories to, in these games. So. Yeah, uh, but uh, they get in the cart and then they play "Take on Me." Yeah, I, I believe that was the song. I was like, "This You're doesn't correct. make any sense." Like, yeah. I don't even understand why it's this song of all songs. But there is like a Donkey Kong song mm-hmm. like that was made, like a mix of the classic kind of like Donkey yeah. Kong theme yeah. that I believe was going to be played there, and it's gorgeous. It's amazing. Well, it, I think so go listen to it. I think on the it, soundtrack. I think it plays when they get to uh, Cranky Kong's. Um, I guess throne room. I think is where I heard the donkey because I I heard that music in the, in the the movie and I think so it's is when it they suppo- get there. Is it supposed to be like oh Cranky Kong take on us as allies? Oh, uh, I don't, uh, take I don't, I, take on me is the worst <laughs> one of the worst choices in there. Like just yeah. like I love the song. It it's just like it feels. I guess arbitrary to the whole thing. Yeah. Um, if I had to compare it to like, I like baking a cake, they yeah. just 
kept loading on the frosting yeah. on this because they're like kids love frosting. Yeah, yeah. So, we need a song uh, the parents yeah. will understand here. Yeah, let's get a little dark chocolate uh, in the uh, in the sequel. <laughs> I, I did. I did look up. So I, the one thing you know I never really thought about was who wrote this movie, right? Um, oh, I looked that up the second I yeah, got out of the movie because Ma- I was like, who did this? To you? Yeah, Matthew Fogel, who wrote um, the what we think was not good, the Lego Movie Part Two. Uh, which I'm glad they didn't turn this movie into like, oh, someone was playing Mario at the end of it, right? Yeah. Uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru, which I did not watch, um, and then Super Mario Brothers. So it sounds like he's got a uh, foot in the door uh, in, in animated stuff. But um, yeah, I was like, I was like, we never really even talked about who who actually wrote. Th- I assume someone from Mario or someone from Nintendo just gave him like, hey, hit these beats, good luck tying it together. But I, I think <laughs> I want to listen to the music. I, I love the the. Um, you know, the Rainbow Road and all this fun stuff. You know, we talked about Mario Kart and all these other good things. It's just, there are a lot of fun references. If you want to be just like, again, Leonardo DiCaprio from, from the movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, point, leaning forward and pointing right, this is your movie. This is 100% yes. your movie. But when um, you do it, please do not shriek yeah. at the audience around you. Be respectful. Mm-hmm. And if there's a tornado, please leave the theater. You do not need to sit there <laughs> in the theater during yes. tornado. So uh, overall, um, yeah, I think we're, we're split, but you know, this movie is going to make Buku's a buck. So hopefully yeah. we'll, we'll see a, a, a better sequel right in, in, yeah. in the long run. And ultimately I can't tell you to not go see this movie. It's a Mario movie, yeah. right? Uh, disregarding the live action one, <laughs> you can't, you can't not see, you can't, like, you can't not see it. Even if I feel like, you know, ultimately like, oh, maybe save your time and money. It'll probably be on Peacock sooner or later. It's just like, it's Mario though. Like, yeah. you know, you at least got to see it once, the, you know, if it's not for you, maybe don't go see the second one. In yeah. Well, I would tell you what, the thing about Mario video games Right and, and Nintendo, they never lose value over time. So like, see this in theater because you know by the time it comes out to buy, they're probably never going to lower the price on this movie, uh, <laughs> just like their game. So um, yeah, yeah. Well, it might be a regular uh, news episode to cover Star Wars Celebration Europe, folks. We have probably mm-hmm. one of the bigger episodes we ever have for 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 news this week. But if people don't know what you're up to, what you're doing, Mike, where can they find you at? Well, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And you can read my brand new web comics at liferewardsrisk.com. And if Chris, people want to check you out, where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or you know, on video game consoles. We this is about video games. You'll find me on video games. I'm usually Valdan or Valdan1987. So uh, look me up, and we'll we'll play some some games together. If people know about the show, listen to that Star Wars Celebration review we're about to do. Where can they find all our good episodes at? Head on over to SuperheroSlate.com. That is the warp pipe that takes you directly to everywhere that we host our little podcast on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, wherever else you'd love to listen to fine podcasts. We got that over there, too. We got an awesome website, too, that has lots of great resources on there with no annoying, like, newsletter pop-ups or ads so if you want to see when the next movie we're talking about is coming out if you want to see some helpful timelines we got that over at superheroslate.com you can like us on facebook follow us on twitter and instagram and we got merch superheroslate.com slash store we love hearing from you what did you think of mario are you more of a chris or are you more of a mike or are you more of an individual with your own unique opinions let us know reach out if you want to be what, what is your favorite fan. Mario game? Tell us your favorite Mario game. That's what I uh, want to know. It's, it's, su- it's Super Mario World Classic, Super yeah. NES. Oh, man. Like, I know they did the Easter egg of him wearing the cape, I think, in the fake commercial. Yeah, yeah. He had the yellow, ca- yellow cape on you. Yeah. That, that, that cape better be in the I, sequel. I tell yeah. you what. My favorite is New Super Mario Brothers 3D with the cat, the cat suits from. That one is just, like, 
they went 3D and they did it perfect, Mike. But anyways, well, if you guys have favorite games, suit. send them over. I'm waiting for my cape on yeah. the Yoshi. That's how it's got to be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you want to be a super fan of this show, all you got to do is share the show with a buddy. Share the show with a friend. And we will be here every week, folks. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe.